Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Love it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Please welcome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Nick Nurse was introduced. Do you want James Harden back? James Harden's a great player. I didn't answer the question. Tom Cruise, like, did you order the code red? Did you order? (laughs) You can have The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Kirk Morrison. Earlier on the show, veteran NBA reporter Howard Beck. NHL analyst Pierre Maguire. Still to come. Sirius XM MLB Network radio analyst Scott Miller. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Yeah, hour number three here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. So much to uh, still get to as we talked a lot of the uh, championships that are going on, the NBA final, Stanley Cup final. Got to get into a little hockey talk. I mean, I'm not well, a lot of hockey talk, but my golf talk. I always have a little golf time here gotta on the it. Rich Eisen show. Got to do it because do I am it. a big hockey. I mean, a big golf as they fan. say in hockey, <laughs> let's do that hockey. Yeah, let's do that hockey for real. Kidding. We did it. Um, but because there was so much going on over the last week for me in terms of end of school years and you know graduations and NBA finals, Stanley Cup finals. There was like an an iconic series sort of going on, like a dream series that you were like, I can't believe this is really happening. And for some reason, Los Angeles has had this this up and down weather, right? The May, was it May, June gloom, but it's May what? Gray May, May, June gloom. May, gray, June gloom, whatever you want to call it. We've been having that going on here in Los Angeles. January. Right. Anyway. (laughs) But... I'll say this, for some reason, the baseball gods must have been shining on Los Angeles because it gave Los Angeles three beautiful days of sunshine, but it gave the environment of the iconic Dodger Stadium what it needed to put on an outstanding series between two iconic franchises, the New York Yankees versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, the Yankees win two out of three in those games, but it gave us sort of a preview of what could be. And I thought it was something for people that if you're a real baseball fan, you were able to watch. But we had so much other sports going on that I almost wish that they could have put this series in a weekend that it wasn't crowded with other big-time sports. I mean, literally on Sunday, I had to, like, watch a little bit of the baseball game. Then I got to switch over to the NBA game because they were, like, right up against each other. And so it was difficult, but I was able to get it done and Scotty Miller, the NBA, or sorry, the MLB Network radio analyst for SiriusXM, New York Times MLB contributor, you were all over it, Scotty. What, what did you love about this series between the Yankees and the Dodgers? Well, it was just good, crisp baseball. I mean, you had, uh, you know, uh, Friday night. Yeah. The, the, the Dodgers scored six runs in the first inning. They came right out of the gate swinging. They just jumped on Luis Severino, uh, who has missed most of this year. He's a key starter for the Yankees, but he's been injured, and he was only making, like, his third start. And the Dodgers just crushed him. And, you know, they did what they do. They lead the National League in home runs. They're a power-laden offense. Um, but, you know, the next two days, you know, Garrett Cole stood up and uh, showed why he's one of the most dominant pitchers in the game. Uh, by pitching Saturday, the Yankees to a win. Um, you know, you had pitching, you had stars like 
Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton mm-hmm. hitting home runs. You had stars like Garrett Cole pitching well. You had young pitchers. Bobby Miller of the Dodgers, that's going to be their next great pitcher, it was outstanding last night. The Yankees had to come back late and win. But, you know, Bobby Miller through six innings uh, was just, you know, lights out. Fastball, uh, 99 miles an hour. Uh, you know, slider up there, curveball down to 89, working the, you know, blowing balls by people. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was classic Dodgers Yankees. It was a throwback series. They've met 11 times in the World Series, not since 1981, however. But it kind of gave you a glimpse that, uh, you know, maybe in the near future there could be another Yankees-Dodgers World Series. You know, but, Scotty, I feel like this was such a success this weekend. Had it even been more of a standalone weekend where there weren't so many other sports going on, especially championships uh, or sports in their championship series, that this could have been an even bigger game, bigger matchup. We always know about the Red Sox and and Yankees when they go up against each other, the epic series that that always is. But we don't get a chance to see Dodgers-Yankees. And this seemed like Major League Baseball has to figure something out, Scotty, where we can get this matchup at least once a year because it was so fun to watch. And 53,000 Dodger fans or fans in attendance for what was a regular season matchup, but it felt like a playoff-type atmosphere. Well, yeah, it did. And two things. One, they haven't played uh, since, I think, 2017 or 18 was right. the last time. But the schedule has changed. And this this year, there's a new schedule where division te- teams are not going to play teams within their division quite so much, and they will play everybody else at least once. So you will see Dodgers-Yankees next year in Yankee Stadium. Uh, they don't have home-and-home home series because they're American and National League, but there will be one series alternating years. This year, Dodger Stadium. Next year, Yankee Stadium. Year after that, back in L.A., uh, because as I say, they they changed the schedule this year in baseball uh, going forward, and 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 they've gone away from the unbalanced schedule, which the past few years, if teams played division rivals 19 times a year, that's down <laughs> now to 13 or 14, so they can squeeze in series against every other team in the game. So that part of it will change, and we can look forward to Dodgers Yankees next year in the Bronx. Yeah, there we go. Sirius XM, Major League Baseball Network, radio analyst Scott Miller joining the program here. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. I would also say, too, is that Mookie Betts was letting everybody know he's still one of the best players in the league. You mentioned Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Aaron Judge as well. I thought the stars stood out to a point where, okay, this is Major League Baseball. This is what the two iconic franchises have. But I thought Mookie Betts stood tall, a couple of home runs. But Giancarlo Stanton returning to Los Angeles, he had also a big weekend. Yeah, he did. And you're right, the Stars. Yeah, I mentioned the Stars, you know, like Stanton, Judge, and Cole. But you're right. I mean, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman on right. the other side. Uh, they're, they're, this is a place it's loaded with Stars. And, yeah, Mookie Betts, uh, Friday night, his game was unbelievable. I mean, you know, leadoff home run, hit another home run later, had four hits. Um, you know, Mookie Betts really stood. And then, oh, by the way, Saturday he started at second base instead of right field. So, uh, yeah, Mookie Betts is, um, you know, it, it just it was a high-octane series. There's no doubt about it with all kinds of stars, and, and it was very – uh, yeah, very cool. Mookie Betts' game on Friday night was sensational. Scott, I know you probably may not have a lot of information on this, but I'm a San Diego State grad. And, you know, when I hear yeah. nerve damage, man, to my guy, and I'm talking about Steven Strasburg, and now people are saying possibly can threaten his career. Like, to this point of what now happens to a pitcher who has had multiple surgeries and now possible the nerve ending, could this possibly end his career or is it even too much of a risk of putting back out there? Yeah, I, I, I have significant question as to whether he'll ever pitch again. Um, He had his highlight obviously was 2019 and he was the MVP of the world series. He stood up that month of October, um, as the Nationals needed him to. And I, I think, you know, there are certainly uh, 
more disappointing careers. I mean, you know, you, you stand up and be a man like Strasburg was in the month of October, leading the Nationals to their first World Series title. The, the, the District of Columbia's first World Series title since the 1920s. Right. Um, he'll always have that. But that said, aside from 2019, he's just he's been fragile. He's had so many injuries. And now with this, um, you know, it, it, it does not sound good out of D.C. I mean, everything uh, Davey Martinez, their manager, and others with the Nationals are saying, um, I, I, I think it I'll be surprised if we ever see Steven Strasburg again. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad because boy, especially when he came on as that number one draft pick from San Diego state, uh, you know, back in 20, you know, 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever year it was. Um, I, I, he was so exciting. And I still remember that first start of his against the Pittsburgh pirates where, you know, he struck out, you know, 12 or 13 and it was like the big coming out it's just it's another reminder that you know we have to back to the stars we were just talking about Yankees Dodgers you know with Strasburg I mean that's a reminder we have to enjoy our stars because I think it's easy to take them for granted you know you see a guy like LeBron James playing forever and dominating forever but those are the outliers not the, the more human stories are you know the stars careers are short-lived yeah um you know some go longer than others but either way um you know you don't take any of it for granted and the guys you enjoy who are to that level uh you make sure to enjoy them while we have them. yeah absolutely scotty miller join us here at sirius xm major league baseball network and radio analysts you know aaron judge is probably uh maybe a, a trip to the il he has a toe injury that he had making a, a outstanding catch in the uh, series against the dodgers he may be out, but the one thing that stood out to me, Scott, is that I looked at, and looked when you watch games, they have the team's records up there on, you know, right underneath the team name. And you say, oh, Yankees, 35 and, and 20. And they're like third, fourth in the AL East. And I look at the Dodgers who have a same record, and yet they're first in their division. And I'm saying, how good is this AL East? Where everybody, like, it's one of those, like, we talk about the, um, in the NFC East last year or the NFC West a couple years ago in football where there's so many good teams within your own division that somebody is going to be on the outside looking in. How good is this AL East right now shaping up? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I'll tell you what, I saw the Toronto Blue Jays. I was with them uh, early April. And, you know, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is slugging the ball and Matt Chapman slugging the ball and they've got a lot. They're a very good team, Bo Bichette, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they've got some pitching. and And I thought, man, this this might be Toronto's year. That was early April. They're just another team in the American League East. I mean, it's <laughs> right. incredible. Uh, you know, two of the five teams are winning more than sixty percent of their games. Of, co- of course, the Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in the major leagues, and you can see why they they've got what seems to be an endless supply of pitching. You know, Shane McClanahan, Tyler Glass now just came back. They have more. They lead the majors in homers. They lead the majors in stolen bases. So, in other words, they hit for power. Their offense is prolific. They can run. They can pitch. Baltimore Orioles are also over 600. Um, And then you go to the so-called other guys in the division. The, The American League East is the only one of the six divisions in which all five teams are over 500. Even the last place team, the Boston Red Sox, are a game over 500. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a sprint all the way through the summer for these. I mean, you you would think if you're Tampa Bay and, and having gotten off to the start they got off to and winning at the clip they're winning at, you would think that they might be able to have a little bit of cruise control at some part the point this summer, but it doesn't look like it. I mean, it, it's, you know, and, and, and you're right. I, I mean, I think we could see all three wild card teams come out of the American League East. I mean, I, you know, Probably not because Texas and Houston and the West are battling pretty good and posting good records. But, I mean, it, 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 realistically, you could have all three. You know, you could have uh, the division winner plus three wild cards. You could have four of the five teams make uh, the playoffs in the AL East. It's probably not 
I, probably three of the five will make it, but it could even be four, which would be just, you know, uh, that's how good it is. Scott, I'll leave you with one last question. This is more of just for me as a uh, National League West fan uh, growing up, as always. But what's more surprising to you, that the Diamondbacks are in first place or that the Padres are in fourth place? Ah, that's a really good question because <laughs> both are really surprising, and yeah. obviously they they relate to each other. I, I, I'd say the Padres. You have to go with the Padres because I always say you got to follow the money, like yeah. the Watergate days. <laughs> right. And I mean, for the Padres to have the third highest payroll in mm-hmm. baseball, only the two New York teams are outspending the Padres this year. So, yeah. from that perspective, uh, the talent they've amassed. Um, you would expect the Padres, you know, money doesn't always win. Yeah, The money they're spending, you would think they'd at least be in second place, maybe third. But to be down in fourth is just that right now is one of the stories of the game. The Padres underachieving, one of the biggest stories of the summer, the Padres underachieving. Um, that said, Arizona in first is pretty pretty good, too, because the Dodgers have had a good year. It's right. not like the Dodgers are, are stepping way back. They're They're – they won 111 games last year, and they're not too far off of that pace this year. But, you know, Diamondbacks are doing so much right. I mean, Zach Gallen is the real deal on the mound. Um, you know, beyond him, you know, the, the rookie Corbin Carroll and other rookies, but especially him running the bases and doing what he's doing. That's a young, exciting team in Arizona. And we're deep enough in the season that I don't know if they're going to keep it up. I'm not going right. to sit here today and say they're going to win the division, but they – uh, they're going to be a, a, you know, they've shown over a long enough time that, that they're not just going to go away. I'll tell you this. It's great to have money, but money can't buy you championships. That's what I'm seeing in nope. San Diego right now. Hey, Scott, appreciate the time, my man. All right, you took care. Take care. All right, that's Scott Miller, Sirius XM MLB Network Radio Analyst, also a New York Times MLB contributor. That's a lot there. I mean, I, I try to get my baseball fix, but this past weekend was uh, was pretty cool. Watching Yankees, Dodgers, Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium. It was fun. I wish we could get more of those matchups. I'm glad that MLB is realizing that, you know, we need some of these matchups. We I want to see some Red Sox, Dodgers, or, you yeah. know, even throw some Yankees and Braves. All that stuff is going to be good. It was cool just for the moments. Yeah, it produced. You know, the Dodgers had such an awesome game on Friday, Friday that massive first and second innings. And then on Saturday, you guys understand Aaron Judge literally ran through the wall. Yes, ran through the wall. That was incredible. (laughs) First off, it was was an amazing catch, and it was at a crucial moment in the game. The Dodgers could have mounted a comeback there had that Mm -hmm. ball uh, fell, fell in. Judge, who's... Six, six seven, six, seven yeah. 280. Well, he's bigger than Gronk. Yep. Think about that for a second. Chases down this this fly ball. Arm extended, makes the catch, crashes into the bullpen <laughs> wall, and the thing just explodes on itself. Crazy. Unreal. Crazy, crazy moment. Yeah. Uh, and then the game last night was awesome. It was just, a, 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 like you said, Kirk, perfectly. It's, it was a great weekend for, for Major League Baseball, Baseball out here in Los Angeles. Plus the history of the two teams. You know, dating all the way back to the 70s, like it, it was really cool. Like I said, I just wish it was a, a weekend where you would, you know, a little bit further in the summer. That would have been a premier weekend. Yeah, there was a lot going on with the NBA going... finals and the Stanley Cup final and the golf yesterday was great. That was kind of going on in the middle of it, you know. But I, I mean, I'll be honest I with it. you. I, I, I had a re- yesterday buddy of mine said, Hey, what are you doing later? So this is about 2 30 on a Sunday. Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, I'm kind of, you know, I got the you know, family. And that game started time. at four local. Yeah. So I got an extra ticket to the Dodger game. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Thought about it, but it was just, it was, first of all, getting to Dodger Stadium on Sunday. Like I said, it was a record. the first you know, three innings. Yeah, I would have missed the first three <laughs> innings, a record crowd. And then knowing I want to come in and be on my, be on my A game, sure. talking about the NBA Finals sure, sure. as well. I had to miss out. And so I have to wait a whole year if I want to see. Well, not necessarily. It could happen in the World Series. Who knows? But that just that matchup was was pretty cool to see. And it could have been there. But you know what? I'll uh, keep it on my uh, bucket list because they'll be back here in Los Angeles in a couple years. But one of the things that we've heard. 
Yeah. It's a long time. Well, I mean, not a couple of years. I mean, next year they'll be in New York, then they'll be back here in Los Angeles. Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. Two not years that bad. That. Yeah. I'm saying. I mean, look, there'll be a chance to go this weekend. All right. all oh, it. says the guy whose Dallas Cowboys play ten <laughs> minutes from his house. And yeah, sits but at I, home. I'm also not saying in a couple years I'll wait for them to come back either. I'm just saying they, they were here. You like watching them lose in the conference championships and oh, divisional rounds. Oh, oh, here you go. Which reminds me. You which reminds me, TJ. Yeah. We were talking about documentaries. That's right. As a group, documentaries that. Neil, preface it just a little bit because I have some documentaries that I feel like need to be made. Yeah, well, last week me and Brockman were talking, and you know, uh, was it HBO was doing this? HBO, uh, yeah, doing the documentary on on, on Barry Bonds. Wow! Out. And I'm actually right now I'm in the middle of reading uh, the Barry Bonds book by Jeff Perlman, which has been very eye opening even after all these years. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Brockman had this idea we were talking about, like, what kind of documentaries would you want to see like what sports stories so that was just kind of like something that we were floating around i have a list of five right here and i will share my five and i want to hear some of yours coming up next year together myself Yeah. yeah coming up next on the rich eisen show kirk morrison filling in for rich Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. You are the commissioner of baseball. I make you commissioner of baseball right here, right now. To start off, what what do you do? Nothing that anyone would like. But why would you say that? Because they're not going to like my ideas. Instant replay's over. Why? Who cares? Because if you see it at home, you need to use it, right? Why Why do we have a, a balls and strike umpire? We, we don't need that. We can easily do that with GPS. Why is he there? GP, well, okay. Why is he there? Why don't get rid of him then? That you might actually happen. That might actually happen. And then what do you have? A that, robot, it, a robot yeah, I guess? Or... Yeah. There's a, there's a value to charm. My friend, there is a value to it that we right. sometimes ignore. Uh huh. Okay. So replay's gone. Out. Replay's gone. I do kind of like replay, but it bothers me. See, a designated hitter is gone. So why? Well, I mean, because that's not baseball. The, one of the essential, one of the great principles of baseball is democracy of talent and physique. This is what makes baseball very special. Right. Democracy of talent and physique. Everybody plays. Plays it. Okay. Everybody. Right. So, so. the little shortstop, the slugging, uh, left fielder. Uh-huh. They're all, everyone's welcome. Right. It's, it's democracy. What do you think of just the intentional walk, like just you go to first now? No, don't like that either. Why? It's fine. How much time are you saving? About 10 seconds. I mean, it's 10 seconds we yeah. can all save. It's like when someone texts you the letter K instead of OK. 
What are you doing with that time? Or that? You're going to add that up and so you can watch an 11 minute mm -hmm. YouTube video of a skateboarder bouncing his nuts off a railing? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Someone's texting me TY right. instead of thank you. TY. I'd like to bounce your nuts off a railing. <laughs> The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, because I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, which is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. So I talked about it just uh, last segment, putting together the uh, sports documentaries that mm -hmm. you would want to see with HBO having the documentary coming up about. Uh, Barry Bonds. Yeah. Now, quick side note. Um, at my mom's house, there's a uh, photo that was once at my house. And it was a photo, and everyone was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Like, who is that? Like, this, it was a picture of my mom and a gentleman hat on, black leather coat. And it was like, is that your dad? I was like, no. <laughs> no. But <laughs> it's one of my mom's prized possessions was – is her picture with Barry Bonds. Oh, where? After a Raiders game inside the little player's tunnel. Barry Bonds used to go to a lot of, you know, Oakland Raider games. Really? You know, he was in the Bay Area. So this 2005 when he's, you know, right around, he's still, he's Barry Bonds. He's still the home run. Yeah. He's still that guy. But, you know, my mom, one of her great pictures is of Barry Bonds. And so I actually, she used to put it at my house and say, keep this one here. <laughs> so it was like, whatever. <laughs> but sports documentaries that, you would want to see. Hopefully they make. I'm, I'm going to pass it to you, TJ, because I got a couple that I've been thinking about, mm -hmm. but I know you got a list. Yeah, you know, and this was kind of, at first I thought it would be interesting or easy to come up with this list, but then you realize, like, so many great stories, Chris, have already had 30 for 30. Oh, the, and, I'll tell you what, that's, the, that that's the thing. The 30 for 30 on they ESPN has, job. I don't know how many there's been now. Right. Probably been over 50. Yes, um, easily. They just did an American Gladiators yes, one, I think, that week. just came out. Mm -hmm. So there have already been so many great sports Sport documentaries. And so trying to come up with some new ones, I understand, is difficult. But I'm really curious what you guys have, have come up with because there are so many great sports stories Crazy that are still untold. Yeah. So what do you got? Well, like I said, I'm hoping that these don't have documentaries already. I'm sure if they do, someone will let us know. But right off the bat, like any kind of gate in football, <laughs> deflate gate, spy gate, <laughs> bounty gate, I want to see any all of gates. these gates, a documentary on the, uh, <laughs> oh, every single one of these gates. Okay. All of them. All of them. And then, you know, as, as a pro wrestling fan right now, <laughs> the, the bloodline, they are dominating WWE. And if uh -huh. you really look at WWE in their history, there is a Samoan dynasty that started yeah. with the high chief Peter Maivia, who is the Rock's grandfather. Yeah. And S side note real quick. Yeah. My daughter, I had to let her know. She did not know that that Maui on was Moana was, was the Rock. The rock. <laughs> Changed her life. She, Cause she was scared of Maui at first. For oh, really? Okay. And I said, you know, that's the Rock. She's like, wait, the Rock? That's Maui. Oh my God! No, I love it. No, yeah, his daughter. That, I would say there's yeah. a great viral yeah, video viral that his video daughter him. didn't realize it either. And she wow. was like, "Is Daddy?" Uh, and she was like, yeah. "No, like, yeah. no, he's you're not." So, so sorry yeah, about that. But go that's ahead. all good. So yeah, this Samoan <laughs> dynasty has yes. over the last fifty years has just produced some of the most incredible wrestlers that uh, have ever wrestled. So it would be interesting just to give them a proper look and see, okay. you know, how that dynasty started in the branch, tree branches. It's it's crazy. Leading up to the day when you have Roman Reigns is the biggest star in wrestling. Uh, also, guys, I don't know. We're a little too young to kind of remember <laughs> this. But in 1973, the uh -huh. New York Yankees, two players had a wife slash family swap. No, they literally just switched families. Fritz Peterson yeah. and Mike uh, Kekich <laughs> decided that Real. they were going to essentially swap spouses. Yeah. And in addition to that, the families that came with said spouses. Like, I don't know <laughs> if there's ever been a proper movie or documentary made, mm -hmm. but I would love to see it. That's and really then funny. As, uh, as an MMA fan, just what the Gracie family has done with mm -hmm. the, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu and how they literally 
changed the game of fighting, the the, the mastery of martial arts. I have I trained with the Gracie it. brother before. You, have you? I, I have mean, trained. There's so many, and we're going to talk about yes, much humbling. like the Samoan dynasty, like yes. the branches and the tree limbs. So just to see the Gracie family kind of get their props and give a proper documentary. Uh, how does Dennis Rodman become friends with Kim Jong-un <laughs> That's a good in, one. In, in North Korea? Like, I want to see a documentary that follows the worm. <laughs> how did this friendship start? Like, and what does Dennis Rodman do when he goes over there? I'm really fascinated. And in the 1994 Montreal Expos, guys, you know, that season got kind of stopped by a didn't get kind of stopped. It got stopped by a strike. And the Expos, if you recall, were on fire. I awesome think they had won year, 70 man. games. And, you know, by the time the strike was over in 95, it just you could tell that the, the magic was gone. They finished terribly, but man, they had a great young team. They had some great players and they were on a roll. And I, I would just love to see, they were 74 and 40, as a matter of fact, after 114 games. So I just maybe like to see a Pedro Martinez was on the team, Larry Walker, Marquise Grissom, uh, Will Cardero, Cliff Floyd, like Moises Alou, a young John Wetland. So you almost got to wonder too, like, if that season, if they don't strike and the Expos win the World Series, does that change their future? Like, do we have a Washington uh, no. team? You know who the Expos' last uh, draft pick was? I do. Tom Brady. Tom oh, Brady, really? yes. Oh, the last uh, the last really? player drafted by the Expos, <laughs> yeah. yes. And then uh, who else do we got here? So uh, after the Expos, <laughs> remember the 2021 Tokyo Olympics? Yeah, and I heard the word was that they put cardboard, cardboard beds in beds. there to um, discourage discourage sex amongst yes. the very sex <laughs> stuff Olympic athletes. I yeah. just want to see something on the Olympic cardboard beds and how well <laughs> this worked because I got a feeling it didn't work too well. Uh, Vontae Davis, remember Vontae Davis? How he Absolutely. just decided in mid game at halftime that Buddy you know what. I'm done. I'm out. You knew him? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good, good I would love to kind of, I don't know. I can't recall ever seeing anything that like went into the, the backstory of this. But Vontae Davis just at halftime of a game going, you know what, fellas? I'm out. I'm Peace. Out. I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see a documentary After on that. breaking up a pass on third down right before the half. That, I see, I did not. I <laughs> that did. is amazing. So he came like off he, bro- like, he broke up a pass on third incredible. down. And, and then... <laughs> And then he goes in the locker room. And he goes in the locker room and they're like, I'm done. He said, I'm done, bro. He's like, what you mean you done? Like, you done? Nah, y'all can have it. <laughs> I mean, he retired nah, during halftime. He just left his equipment nah, in the locker nah, room. He's done. That would be very interesting. Uh, the ri- And I know you guys, because of our pre-show talk, would love this. Just the rise of live golf. It may be too early too right early, now. Yeah. Oh, about 15 early. years. Let's, let's, yeah, let's get the cameras rolling. Yeah. Let's you know take our notes and start this yeah. because I, I don't know where this live golf thing is going, but I'm interested to find out where it ends, if it ends. And then remember Brian Colangelo's burner account? We were talking about athletes <laughs> yes. with burner accounts, but okay. Brian Colangelo, as uh, working for the Sixers, had a burner account, and he was the president of basketball operations, as a matter of fact, and had these, this burner account where he kind of talked about Sam Hinkle and the players, and it kind of... We don't really remember it right now, but at the time, that was a big story, his burner account. So I'd just like to kind of be, re, you know, refreshed on what exactly went down and how that may have added to the demise of the process. And those are just 10 documentaries that I came up with that I'd, I'd love to see. And there's so many more that, you know, your mind just kind of you get scrambled trying yeah. to think of all of them. I got some here. I just wrote down some quick ones throughout the show because you brought this on me. I was like, man, I, I, there's some I, I want to see get made. Uh, number one, the bubble. Oh, yes. yeah, Like the, the bubble. NBA bubble. Like that has lost. to be a documentary. But, I mean, when, when does that documentary really hold weight? I think the best, like The Last Dance, which was a documentary, was good because it gave us a lot of time in between. Yeah. Like documentaries, like five years after, it's still fresh on our mind. That's why I say the live thing. Like, you got to let that. Like go you got to let that bit. breathe a little bit. So is it fifteen? Is it twenty? At some point, when we watch that documentary of the bubble, like <laughs> it's gonna be like, wow, there really was a bubble. Kids are gonna be like, that life yeah. was like that. Hold like, on, but, yeah. But see, kind of off of that one as well, the pandemic. 
I had that as my 11th one, Think actually. about sports in the pandemic. Yeah. We had cardboard cutouts mm-hmm. in the stands yeah. that you could buy of yourself. Of like, yourself. I'm a season ticket holder. <laughs> yeah. Here is a big Here is my headshot. I, I will give you $1,000 to put my headshot in the one. stands. But this is across all yeah. sports. So this is a sports documentary of all sports yeah. of how yeah. we tried to create Fandom during the pandemic. During yeah, the like, pandemic, because Kirk, even like with wrestling on a Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, like you <laughs> could go to a website and sign up, and you could zoom yourself. They put in the background of wrestling matches hundreds of Zoom pictures, so you could sit there and yeah. watch yourself on Zoom watching wrestling matches, and you were the, you were the audience. Yeah, that that was crazy, man. So, but the cardboard cutouts, the Chris. Card- yes. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. These are documentaries that I want to see. Absolutely. Uh, this is that. a documentary. I believe I saw that it's going to be released possibly in August, but I cannot wait to see it. It is the uh, Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, Yo. Florida Gators. Oh, this yes. is coming. It's this is coming to Netflix. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, so they are doing this? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I saw it coming, it's coming out, out. And, I mean, they had a list of all the players that are involved. I mean, from... Aaron Hernandez to Brandon Spikes to Percy Harvin to uh, Joe Hayden, the Pouncy Twins. Um, it's called Riley. Swamp Kings. Swamp Kings. <laughs> it's coming out yeah. August 23rd on Netflix. Yeah, this is a must. Yeah, this is a must I, watch. I, I'm, I'm watching that one. It's on the 06 to 09 Florida Gators. Ooh, Those teams were stacked. Stacked. I mean, think about the NFL players. And I looked at the list. It's crazy. Players, and I'm like, just the Pouncy Twins alone. The Pouncy Twins. I mean, it was just other players. I mean, just, I can't wait. And you know, Kirk, Kirk, last week we talked about Plus, like ESPN Plus. Chris, we're going to get a Swamp Kings Plus that just kind of documents Urban's tenure with the Jaguars. Like, you guys kind of add that in as as bonus coverage. Put that that as like a 15 minute bonus at the end. (laughs) So, totally in. the, The bubble, the pandemic. I have the Florida Gators. I also had the early 2000 Miami Hurricanes. Oh, man. Yeah. No, there was a 30 for but 30. But there was a 30 for 30, but, them, it, but it linked. But it was just called the DU. It was just kind of all about Miami. But I want to focus on the Miami, that those years, with like Ken Dorsey at quarterback, mm-hmm. McGahee and Gore, Andre and Johnson, Bill Shockey, Shockey. Greg funny. Olson was like a, the bench right, like Kellen Winslow Jr. Yo, like, Fred Gore like, was like the four-string yeah. running back. It's like, funny you say that, Kirk, because I, I just saw something yesterday on Instagram, and I'm pretty sure it was about this team. Mm-hmm. And Chris, what it said was, if the offense didn't score a touchdown, never scored a touchdown, right. this team would still be eight and four. Eight and exactly. Four. Without, a, without <laughs> an offensive without touchdown. An off- Touchdown, <laughs> of which they had games. like 50. They had 50, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's one I want to see. Um, this one yeah, actually one. hurts me a little bit, but I do want to see it in the time because this will be separated alone from LeBron. Like LeBron will have his own documentary, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll watch one day whenever it's yep. time. But 73-9 is a documentary. Oh, 73-9 is just the season oh. of the Warriors. The greatest season ever and the fallout of 73-9, if you think about it. Yeah, what what that led to. Like, as a Warriors fan, 73-9 was probably the worst loss that you can have in an NBA Finals being up, or sorry, yeah, being up 3-1 yeah, and losing. 3-1. But yet, the other side of it, what it, what happened, how yeah. you broke up the team. Not not the core, but you brought in Kevin Durant. Brian, you went a couple. Of, so to me, it's a documentary that has both sides, like a a bad start or a bad beginning, mm-hmm. but it has a crazy ending to it. And then, yeah. So I got that one. Then this is where I get a little bit deeper, fellas. <sighs> Start to go a little bit deeper. <laughs> and this is something I shared with TJ. I don't know about you, Brockman, and I, 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 I shouldn't. Yeah, I'll do it anyway. It's fine. But. <laughs> The documentary on how I thought the Georgetown Hoyas under John Thompson, how I thought Georgetown was an HBCU. <laughs> Had I never seen the University of Georgetown, I just watched Georgetown basketball. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this was like, because it was it was um, Allen Iverson, it was Patrick Ewing, yeah. and Alonzo Morning, Morning, the Kimbe. And like you will look at Michael the roster Graham. and you're like, yeah. Man, it's all brothers on that team. This must be HBCU. <laughs> you know what my favorite part about and those then you teams like look were? At, you look up Georgetown University, 
Oh, it yeah. is at a most diverse yeah. university. Like it is not what I thought it was. Yeah. I just remember the year, the two years that Iverson played. They had one white dude at the yes. end of the bench <laughs> who didn't even have his name on his jersey. <laughs> he literally was there for the free Jordans, yes. and, he, and he, he got in a game in blowouts for one minute. And right. I was like, this guy doesn't even have his name on his jersey. Yes. <laughs> so I don't I don't know how that came about, but I was just thinking about. I think probably because I was thinking about Alonzo Mourning and the. Miami Heat, but I like looked up Georgetown University and it's like, you know, a very prestigious university. You look at the buildings and everything and I'm like, this ain't what I thought it was. <laughs> this ain't what I. And then I was watching like Duke University, obviously, and you had like Grant Hill and obviously the Hurley and Leitner and it's like, we saw a bit, but we still haven't seen that Duke documentary. We saw the Fab Five documentary. Yeah. But when does the Duke documentary That's come out very good, and yeah. how hated they were? Like JJ Reddick. There was the, uh, the the Christian Leitner yeah, one we, where we they kind of got Christian into Leitner. the. Was that the name of it? We I, hit, it was something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. that. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of in, I'm into kind of the modern Duke one, which is very interesting. When when Coach K decided to go to the one and dones, mm. and it was you know Kyrie Irving and yeah. Jason Tatum and all these you know Brandon Ingram and they were loaded with NBA players yep. you know, kind of in the last 15 years. When they started going to the one and dones, I think that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what Coach I had. Coach K's last Coach dance. Coach K's last dance. Speak, that'd, that'd be, be good. But I think when you when you the the number one thing about a sports documentary mm-hmm. is it has to have like the, a great ending. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking about the Michael Block, obviously his story. Yeah, and that would be more of a bi biopic though. That seems you like a movie. I, that's a movie. Yeah. Documentaries are going to be different, but there are some biopics that I would love to see, right? Because the biopic game is going to be, I want to see the Venus Williams biopic. The documentary may not do it enough because the biopic is kind of like having it played out, which she already had sort of with well, the, 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 the dad. Well, they did the King Richard. King Richard, yeah. yeah. But that was more about the Rich, family, Richard, Richard Williams and yeah. the family. Yeah, but it's still kind of. But it wasn't Serena-focused. Yeah. Like the Tiger Woods no, that one. That is the one that Ooh, a biopic on yeah. Tiger. Woods. The biopic is going to be because we saw a bit of it. The the Tiger, remember on HBO mm-hmm, again? Yeah. We saw that one. That was that fantastic, was, by the way. That and was nuts. What, Michael B. Jordan slims down and learns golf. You think so? To play Tiger to Woods. To be a biopic. Yeah, to play Tiger Woods. To play See, Tiger Woods. It looks nothing like Tiger Woods. <laughs> you put the hat on. They have to be maybe too swole, though. But Tiger was kind of swole. That's what I mean. Kind of yeah, buff, Tiger is kind of I mean, buff. Well, you got the <laughs> early Tiger days when he was kind of a stick figure, and right. then, he, then he did all the Navy SEAL stuff and yeah. got kind of super jacked. He had like the Come the, on, we can, the, we can the, put, Steve, the Steve Harvey slacks on up there. We can put Michael B in a black hat and a red shirt. We got to find it. pumping out there. That would be great. The biopic, though. I need that. So this thing, I'm, I'm glad. One. I, was, I was going down this rabbit hole yesterday, man. I'm like, man. Difference between the documentaries and the biopics because the documentary I want to see from the beginning to end, like that era of Florida football and right. Miami football, like you know how it starts, how it ends. But I think the USC one as well, like because I lived that one, so I want to yeah. see it kind of retold from 02, like right when Carson Palmer left, was left, left yeah. and then all the way up until Reggie and Mike Reggie Le- and Matt Liner, and I think the year after that they leave, and then that yeah. was it. How they were the coolest thing ever. Yep. Let me tell you, if you slice bread, if you lived in LA at that time, like I said, we didn't have yeah, a, you, a pro team. No like, pro team. You were here. That was the Trojans, man. That was they were the stars. They were the professional team. They were the stars around True. here, man. Well, you can get Snoop and Will Ferrell on the sidelines for your games. It, it was, was the place to be. Yes. Yeah. Well, then I want to follow up on something you said about happy endings, and I want to follow up. Oh, you said stories that have happy endings. Stories that have happy endings, you idiots. I am an idiot. It's going around that path. I want to see if there were any children that were conceived during these Tokyo Olympics. Just to see, you know, what kind of super athletes may have been, you know, uh, created during yeah, yeah. that time. Kind of well, similar to people are talking about how many children over the next 15 years will have the name Nikola in Denver, <laughs> right? You know what's going to be a good good football doc in probably 20 years? Yes. This, this Chiefs era that's happening right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Is it really? Patrick Mahomes. You just don't yeah, really see an end of this every time. Yeah, you don't know Kelsey, yeah. the behind-the-scenes Andy stuff, Reed, Andy Reid. We're good. Hmm. The Chiefs one's going to be pretty good. 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I was watching something today, and the question was, are the Chiefs a dynasty yet? And I'm thinking, yeah. Three. Three, three makes a dynasty, yeah. Three they, makes a dynasty. They've been with the three Super Bowls in the last three out of the last five. I think three makes a dynasty, but more importantly. Three wins. I three, mean, yeah, three Super three Bowl wins. wins. They're still going to be going. I feel like there's some other dynasties within there, right? Mm-hmm. Have the Patriots ever done 18-1 and one yet? No. They haven't done that one. No, they need that. They do need that. 18-1. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Yeah. That's a great one. That'd be a good well, one. Well, I know, I, I know uh, the NFL Films has done the that Missing Rings documentary, which is really cool about different teams that I missed haven't. out on Super Bowls, like the Viking, the 98 Vikings. 98 Vikings. That's yeah. tough. You know, teams like that. Randy Mossman been around some stuff. Man. <laughs> man. Missed that one, too. All right. We got to get the break. That's good. That was interesting. That was exactly. interesting. That was fun. We can keep on going. And more of the Rich Eisen Show. Coming up next, racking things up. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You said how Aaron Paul, you were thinking of killing off his yeah. character by the end of season one. The original idea was, you know, you always got to come up with a great season ender. You, you want a cliffhanger of, of an episode to keep folks watching uh, next year. And and my thought early on, before I even met Aaron, before we cast Aaron, uh, was was to have this young guy, uh, former student of, of Walter White, played by Brian Cranston, uh, give Walt his entree into the business, sort of show him the ropes of criminality. Uh, and then at the end of that first season, that character, Jesse Pinkman, would get horribly killed in some very cinematic, graphic way that I never quite nailed down. But he would be murdered by some rival drug dealers, and Walt would feel very guilty, and then he would seek revenge, and that would propel us into season two. Then I meet Aaron Paul, and I cast this young guy, and he's fantastic in the role. And he's such a sweet guy to boot. He's just a wonderful guy. But I think we're probably shooting the second episode. And I was hanging out on the set uh, with him, you know, sitting in those chairs near the monitors. And, and I just make a conversation. I say, you know, I was going to kill you off. That was the original plan. He goes, what? He gets, <laughs> yeah, he gets right. all like, nervous. He goes, what, what are you, you talking about? No, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I tell him the story I just told you. But he's not hearing the compliment contained within. He's just thinking, oh, my God, I might get killed off. And I told this story to Brian Cranston. I think he wandered by uh, as he's hearing the tail end of this. And he he was relentless for the next six years. He'd get, every time he got a script for a new episode before Aaron did, he'd look through it and he'd read it. And then he'd go up to Aaron, he'd say, buddy, he'd put his, start massaging his shoulders. It was, it was uh, this next one. It's, at least you're gonna go out with a bang. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich, having a great time as always, starting the week off right. Um, a lot of kids 
uh, coming into their last days of school. You see all the graduation parties and graduation ceremonies and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I was kind of just thinking about we we're talking about it right uh, before the show, uh, right before the break. Just like that last day of school before you get ready for summer and you're like all excited and you get ready. School's out. School's out and you almost would get in trouble, <laughs> but you couldn't get in trouble, but then you get in trouble and then, cause you didn't care anymore. You, you didn't care the day, anymore. The, the sands were almost down in the hourglass. You were done. <laughs> so I got a lot of that going on in the Morrison household right now <laughs> as I get ready as I'm like, Oh my God. But you know, upcoming, this is a week in which I'll be watching a little Stanley Cup tonight, getting caught up on some documentaries, some movies I've been trying to get caught up on because at night, unless you're watching baseball, it ain't really much. It ain't much out there. A lot of, a lot of shows are going into the uh, repeats, right? We're ready to repeat the season over and let you watch that. So I'm getting caught up. Don't tell me about Succession. Cause I'm, gonna, oh. I'm, gonna, I'm going to join the Succession bandwagon. You haven't watched any of it. I haven't watched any of it. Wow. That's so awesome. that's great. So it's like I have all these great really things great. ahead of me. And people are like, oh, my God, you're going to love this. You're going to love that. I'm like, all right, cool. Don't don't ruin it for me. <laughs> don't ruin Ted Lasso for me. You I still watched got that it. either. I, I, I'm, no I'm, Ted Lasso either. I've watched the first two episodes. So I've got of the last, last season. Last season yes. oh, OK. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, no, no, I've seen all the Ted. Oh, so you've just, seen. Oh, OK. I've seen got them, it. but just it's hard for me in the off season to just sit back sure. and just watch it. And it's one of those things, too, where. Like, I'm one of those watchers of sports or movies. I like to do it sometimes alone. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I watched it with my mom because she was in town, but I have to watch it alone because I'm not stopping, I'm not rewinding, and I'm no, I'm not telling people what what I miss. What I no. <laughs> Once I start, it, it is start to stop. Like that's it. It will not be rewinded. No, no, no. I'm watching, listening, and I don't want to. So I'm kind of like analyzing, like I'm watching film, mm -hmm. like I was a football player, like always. But that's what uh, that that's kind of what my week is going to look like as we start to get down to that that the nitty gritty where summer is about to hit, and now it's it's go time. Mm -hmm. What do we got for summer vacations? What are the big plans with the kids? Ooh, summer vacation. Uh. My son uh, went to Legoland last weekend. Nice. Legoland is pretty cool. I like Legoland. But he's into like, can we go to Japan? I'm like, why? Because <laughs> they have a Legoland. <laughs> he just, Wait, how old is he again? He just turned nine. So he wants to go to Japan. Just a quick weekend yeah. trip to Japan. Can we go to Denmark? <laughs> I'm like, why? Because they got a Legoland here. Wow. Okay. Like, My man okay. loves Lego. Yeah. Right. Can we go to the one in Orlando? Like, can we go to the one in New York? I was like, do you know these places aren't a, a two-hour drive away, right? <laughs> well, I mean, New York's a little He thinks like everything doable. is like right. in Japan. And I'm like, so That's why awesome. do we want to do that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, can we go to the one in New York? And so I'm trying to, we may put together a little trip to New York because mm -hmm. okay. he wants to see some of the monuments. I think that's all right. All right. Because it's, it's that time in school where they're seeing all of the monuments and learning about the history and things sure. like that. Like, Show oh, Statue, Statue of Liberty. And there's things that I haven't done yet. So I'm like, let's start small first. Let's look at Los Angeles history. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go to the Getty. Let's go yeah, to the There's a lot, he there's a lot here. you can the go Peterson. here. So the I coast, carpets. may hike the Hollywood sign or something. Oh, you know what I mean? Cool. That's a good one. So I'm trying to do some things locally <laughs> before we start to go off because 4th locally. of July will be here. Oh, yeah. Before you know it, and then when is the Beyonce concert? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right after Fourth of July, baby. Yeah, there you we go. It. There <laughs> we go. I can't wait, man. That's gonna be fun. I, that's that's a uh, you know that's a honey not honeymoon trip, a anniversary trip. Yeah. Right. So me and my wife will go do that in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I, nice. I feel like this is like my first international concert, and it's not like international. It's like <laughs> I'm just you know right there. I'm going to Canada. Going Canada. Whatever. It's a passport. Still need your passport. Still need my passport. Right. So it's my first one. So for people out there, give me the hints. What do I need to do? Because I want to have fun. Because I want to do this a little more often. Because yeah. I'm seeing like all the pictures, and people are going to Paris to go see some of the concerts instead of seeing them here. Um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers go to like Taylor Swift concerts back to back nights in New York. So yeah, this is my first international concert. Looking forward to it, man. International man of mystery, right there. I guess if you want to call it that, it's just like, hey, you look <laughs> yeah, at the prices Mark. there, then, or then, look then, at the then, price then. of going to SoFi then, on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Fly to Toronto, <laughs> man. Oh yeah, please. I like you SoFi, but I don't like you that much, man, <laughs> at all. Man, this has been uh, Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Catch you guys all tomorrow. Later.